I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched another Alice Comedies. Um, we skipped to 1925 right now um, because I'm getting a little tired of the silent era, frankly. Uh, um, <laughs> and um, the the specific cartoon short that we watched was Alice Solves the Puzzle. What did you guys think of this? It was fine. It was it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. You guys don't have to sugarcoat it. <laughs> um, it's It's pretty boring overall. But it is important uh, for one main reason, but also just a minor thing. Um, I believe the cat that's in it is like the same cat that was in that Musicians of Bremen one with like the four animals running oh, and, oh, okay. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. He was the the leader, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His name is Julius the Cat. He doesn't continue being a thing (laughs) like in disney but there's another character who's introduced in this short who does keep being who does keep being a thing in disney um and that is uh the character who is in this short called bootleg pete he would later be renamed pegleg pete and eventually pretty much just be known as pete but uh, you might know him as, you know, Mickey's main adversary. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and also uh, neighbor to Goofy in some canons. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the Disney character Pete first appears here, which makes him older than Mickey Mouse uh, by years. Um, okay. Yes. Um, as you guys might have noticed, he, he's not quite looking like what you might rec- recall Pete looks like. Um, yeah. His His... Design uh, undergoes a couple of changes over the years. Uh, most majorly, he stops being a bear and eventually becomes a cat, which is a pretty natural nemesis for a mouse. The That particular change doesn't happen until Mickey's around. Um, but his design still goes through some more changes um, after this. He gets, like, clothes and stuff. Becomes a little less basic. But this is him. This is this is Pete. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, never, yeah, never. I wasn't a real fan of the cat. Um, and me neither. <laughs> and especially with with and and I know that it wasn't necessarily original or anything, but with the voice and because it it was creepier. Some of the things that he said, it was almost like the the version of the short that we saw didn't just have musical accompaniment. It had weird like mumbly voices that, if you're acquainted with it, reminds me of um, earlier early um Fleischer Betty Boop stuff where like the characters are kind of talk mumbling but like and honestly Popeye too but the mouths aren't moving to to match it they're just mumbling I, it's it was weird I didn't like it um yeah the first thing the cat did that really disturbed me was to like tip his hat but take off the top part of his head like his scalp to like tip a hat towards uh-huh. her. But then just the the interactions that he had with this little girl were almost like flirting, like like interested in that. Was he literally creepy. does make an hourglass figure with his hands at yes, one point. Just I very creepy. Uh, yeah. It was very creepy. Well, and then she needed help. Uh, and, and then she was even kind of like, he, he, I think he initiated wanting to see her bathing suit and she's turning around for him again, just 
creepy because she's a little girl. Yeah, it's weird. A little girl. Also, if you guys noticed, uh, the actor for Alice has changed. I noticed her hair was different. I didn't. It's a different, a little actress. Uh, yeah, I think there's uh-huh. three total actresses that play Alice over the course of this series run. I think this. This either is the first or is one of the first ones with, I believe it's Margie uh, Gay, who is the current one. That's right. That's what the name said. Yeah. Uh, it, it seemed like it was attributing a quote in the beginning. And I was like, what? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So so this is this is a new little actress. Um, I think she might be the longest running one. Uh, she, she's here for a while. So Pete's introduced, like, doing his... He's going through the water. Pelican's carrying him through the water. Like, he's on skis or something, water basically. Skiing. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't seem to be on skis. It's like a carpet or something. It's weird. Waterboarding. Sure. No, he's, that's, he's, not he's, that's not no, it. No, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> not, the, not the right... Anyways, so he's going through, and then, like, a, a sea cop sees him, and... what guard. Why, 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 are you, why are you guys assuming that... Pete's being harangued by the the Coast Guard. Uh, I know why it is, but I'm wondering what you guys think. I don't know. I thought it was because they had something, there was some kind of sign that said you're not supposed to go past 12 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. You could tell how fast you were going. I thought it was the speed. But he's called Bootleg Pete, so maybe he's smuggling something. So there's some um, stuff that was censored and cut from this. Oh. Um... (laughs) When Russell Merritt examined a German print of this particular short, he was surprised to find an additional scene missing from American prints. In most prints of Pete's first scene, he's shown speeding in a boat being pulled by a pelican. He passes a police dog who blows a whistle and chases him. Pete simply turns and laughs. However, Merritt discovered in the German version, Pete is stopped by a customs officer who examines the boat, then lets him pass. Pete then opens the pelican's mouth and pulls out a bottle of bootleg whiskey. This scene was cut because the Pennsylvania Censorship Board asked Disney to cut the scene during its first release. Disney then directed Winkler Studios, his distributor, to cut the scene from any further U.S. releases. So yeah, his name makes a lot more sense when he actually is bootlegging. Yeah. Because it's like, why is he called bootleg Pete? I don't know. But the reason is because he literally was supposed to have alcohol. That this is, again, 1925. So if you're placing that in historical context, he shouldn't have alcohol legally. Okay. So yeah, this was, uh, this was Pete. This is how Pete originally was. Now, you might be kind of confused about the peg leg thing, Mom, um, because that's not necessarily a trait that you identify as being a part of Pete the character. For a long time it was. Even once he becomes Mickey's rival and stuff, he generally has a peg leg. Um, I will talk about why he eventually mostly stops not having that um, later when we when it becomes more relevant. But for a lo- for a long time uh, of Pete's history, he did have a peg leg. Okay, yeah, yeah. has that piratey vibe. I guess I don't know. I guess <laughs> it's that's just like a, have... I don't know. He's just like a villain. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they need an eye patch to make him a piratey. Villain? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Kind of silly him trying to steal this puzzle, which didn't seem like <laughs> she's she was doing making a crossword much, puzzle. Yeah, doesn't seem like she was making much uh, progress on the puzzle anyway. He, he bootlegs beer, but also, you know, he wants to take other people's puzzles. Yes. Yeah, I think reason. what a weird plot device. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Truly, it is. Yeah, like there's so many. 
reasons you could come up with for this girl to be attacked and chased by a villain. But like, sure, crossword puzzle. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And and I don't know if we're going to have a house it hold up section, are we? You know what? Let's okay. go into the part that our podcast is named Already? after. <laughs> God, this this episode's a mess. How's it? Hold up. Oh my God. (laughs) Not well. Yeah. Well, it also bothers me that this is this clearly this little girl. And not only did the cat sexualize her, have her spin around in her bathing suit. And then when he was helping her like get back it, when she put on her little frock or something and he was, it was bunching it. up. It was bunching up, but it still, he was, it yeah, was being bunching creepy. up. Yeah, but he was being kind of creepy. It's really about mostly it. just the context of the previous things that make that seem weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, the point is when Pete is trying to get this puzzle from her, this rare puzzle or whatever, she folds it up and puts it down her shirt, almost like a woman would do. Like if you're like, I'm going to put it in my bra, so you aren't going to. It, that's the connotation it had to me. And that bothered sure, me. Because sure. again, it's a little girl. I just really wants that crossword puzzle. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or do we want to talk about how it doesn't... The ways that cartoon characters can be messed with eventually kind of, you know, settles into just these general unspoken rules. Do we want to talk about how this one blasts past them by having the villain speared on a thing at the end? Oh, yeah, that was really uncomfortable. <laughs> because it's really hard for me to look at every time. <laughs> he, just... gets, he gets knocked off the lighthouse, and then there's like a, a buoy thing or whatever that's kind of spike-ish at the top, and he, he just spikes right on onto it. It's not like through his gut. It's like it's like through his like, back or something. I feel like it's like through a, a shirt. Like that's how I look at it. We because, don't yes, have his design is so simplistic that we don't have any like. Yeah, he's definitely wearing a shirt. It's like if it worked through clothing, where it's like, oh, I can't get off of this. Right, I'm not harmed by that him. would work. But he's very naked. Is the thing you, he has a, a fur coat on. And his fur <laughs> coat got speared. That's a much better way of looking at it. But also, it's very hard to look at it it's that way yeah. yeah and it is just it's it's just interesting how cartoons kind of figure out what works and what doesn't and eventually that sort of thing would only be in like an adult cartoon and then they would like play up the actual violence angle i mean yeah it's it's like it's a it's a weird kind of violence that you feel like they didn't feel was as bad as it is but that even by like Tom and Jerry is thought of as one of the the most violent classic cartoon short series. And like, they don't do that, you know, (laughs) like you can, you can hit and crunch and do all sorts of things, but piercing is like a really dangerous way to go with cartoon violence. (laughs) And it's just, it's generally not done besides like people getting poked in the butt and stuff like that. But like actual piercing through is just generally not done. But right now it's 1925 and, you know, they just haven't really figured out how off-putting that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, the cat, the way that when it tipped the hat at the beginning that I was talking about, it was literally, they did it along like the scalp line or whatever. And it was, it was like a severed top of head. It was really, (laughs) really yucky. Yeah. It was a little absurdist, but it's not like there was That one doesn't bother me as much as the spear thing. I think because he did it to himself. It's like, this yeah. is, he's, he's doing this. It's fine. 
versus that being done to the other character. Yeah. So I'll actually hop back to animation sure. because we just hopped all the way to how to hold up. <laughs> it's a messy episode, babe. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be rough. Um, it it was interesting seeing her being animated. Yeah, I don't think this was yeah. the first. This probably I doubt this was the first time they did it, but just from what one we, of the more extensive times, I'd say. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm sure there are Alice cartoons in between oh, what we sure. saw, uh, and the that the last one we saw and this one. But, but yeah, so this is kind of the first time we've seen her animated because she was, uh, like, diving off of a diving board. And so they kind of... Climbing pulled, up a ladder. They kind of pulled out from the scene. And, and so it was just, like, her little silhouette or figure or whatever with the cat and jumping off the diving board. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I don't think it was too bad. Like, yeah, I think it, it worked all right. Yeah, like, it wasn't, uh, like, oh, that's obviously not her. Like, it... it it melded pretty well. Um, but yeah, I think that's the first time we've really seen that. I find it interesting, given that this comes from Disney, that the storytelling element is so lacking. <laughs> and it's so such a convoluted story because you start off with Alice trying to work some puzzle. This cat comes up to her to invite her to go swimming. They, they go change on the beach. They go swimming, diving in there. Then, then she goes back to the, oh, and then in the meantime, Pete comes up and then, you know, then she goes back to doing the puzzle. Pete chases her from the lighthouse. Just very strange. It's, it's also sort of just part, part of it is just the times. I mean, even the out of the inkwell shorts and stuff we've seen is kind of like, there might be some inciting thing, but then it, it's not like the whole cartoon revolves around a deep plot. Like, it's like, oh, I've got jumping beans and then he ends up climbing a beanstalk into a weird like magic land and stuff. Like it's, it's kind of just, they're kind of just having fun and doing weird things with it. Um, Once we get into the thirties, there'll be Disney, especially, you know, has some more plot centric ones. There's plenty of ones where it's like Pete and, and Mickey are, are fighting for some reason. And like, there's a pretty clear plot throughout. There's also some cartoons that just like silly singing and dancing. Like it, it, it's just sort of a thing that, yeah, it grows and evolves. And it's just, it's not like the like Looney Tunes cartoons and stuff that we were used to watching as kids that are much more formed the the, the medium in both in terms of the animation, but also in terms of the how these cartoons are written evolves and right now we're just in a pretty unevolved state and when you don't kind of have the i think right now fleischer probably has a lot more whimsy and like interesting animation than disney does so disney feels especially basic right now but eventually disney gets a lot more money because of success and their cartoons look a lot better so you know this isn't uh Snow White level storytelling. This is very basic and it's pretty uninterested. This particular short is pretty uninteresting. I don't, I don't, there might be more shorts in this series around this time that have actually better plots, but this one's a pretty nothing plot. Yeah. And I also, again, get tickled at their choice of the actual look of the characters because they're very unattractive, unappealing. <laughs> <They are>. And <laughs> yeah, both Poor the cat, boring. both Pete. Yeah. Yeah. 
But at, at least by the time that we get to Mickey's immediate predecessor, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, the designs are a lot more pleasing. So we're we're getting there, but they're not there yet. <laughs> Anything else about this short that we want to discuss before we kind of go on to our, our favorites and least favorites and stuff? Other than I think it would have been better maybe just to listen to or to watch it silently. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, the voice. Yeah, again, the voices were just very off-putting. Yeah. What was your least favorite moment in the short? It was Pete getting speared on a thing for me. But there's a lot of stuff because it's like the cat and and Alice yeah. interacting in certain scenarios. For me, it's going to be the thing that's literally hard for me to look at. And that is Pete getting speared on a thing. So that's that's my least favorite moment. That's fair. Yeah, no, that bothered me too. But I think what bothered me more was just the seeming flirting between the cat and Alice bothered me a lot. Valid. Yeah, I, I don't know. This, this just wasn't a great one. So. No, it wasn't. Uh, I, I guess the spearing one, that's fine. I was going to ask if I could say all of it, but no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no. What was your favorite moment? <sighs> that's going to be hard, no. <laughs> my, guess- oh, my favorite moment was the, the old, the old, like, climbing, if there's no rope, but he still goes, but then he notices, uh, yeah. and so then he falls. That was a really fun, like, uh, this is the first time that we've so far, I think, seen that particular classic cartoon gag. And yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, I think I'll agree. That was, that was fun. He, like, stopped and, like, because he was tired and, like, wiped his brow or whatever, and that's how he then realized that the rope wasn't there. It's cute. Yeah, I'm just trying to to go over the scenario. Um, yeah, I think that was more interesting. It it was it was cute them going up the tall ladder, um, jumping and doing things into that, and jumping and doing different diving and waters, yeah. um, which I think is a close second for me. But yeah, I think going up the rope was probably the most interesting when the rope ran out and all those shenanigans. Who is your least favorite character, and why is it the cat? Because he was being creepy with Alice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, it's the cat. He, that and just really, yeah, yeah, it was really boring, like you said. Who's your favorite character? I mean, it was probably Pete, because at least he's doing something interesting. He's having a fun time with a pelican just cruising through the water, uh, saying, saying, screw you to the cops. And then, <laughs> and then he's got some weird obsession with crossword puzzles. And, you know, it's weird, but, you know, you do you, my man. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Pete was probably the most interesting part of this. He's not nearly as interesting as he eventually becomes, but compared of the, like, three, maybe four, if you want to count the cop characters in this, he's probably the most interesting. Yeah, there's no big standout for me, so yeah. Pete, Pete's fine. I'm just going to say Alice. That's um, fine. Yeah. So our uh, overall consensus, would we recommend this? I think a pretty sound no. No. Um, <laughs> no how how no. would we rate this one? Oh, goodness. Maybe a point two five. <laughs> well, the, the animation was fine, right? Like, yeah, it didn't look bad. It was just perfectly serviceable. Uh, out of the stuff that we've seen, just kind of pretty boring and off-putting at points. There was the the mechanical doll. Like, is it better or worse than the mechanical doll? Worse. Mechanical doll. At least I felt I had interesting things to say. Besides talking about Pete, there wasn't a lot to to like really go for in this particular cartoon. I guess I'll just go a one. Okay. 
I think for me, I'll say 0.75. The animation was fine, but there was just so much that was off-putting to me. Um, you know, not only the spear thing, not only and the creepiness with the cat with towards Alice. Yeah, so I'll say 0.75. Uh, yeah, I think I'll say one. It's it's very meh and has some stuff that's just actively not fun. So, yeah. Next time, hopefully, we'll be watching a better short than this one. Yes. <laughs> so you won't miss just, anything if you don't see this, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, even though... Don't rush to your computers to find this. <laughs> even though it's kind of historical for Pete, it, it doesn't do much for him. So. There are probably better old Pete shorts to introduce the old version of the character to you with. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, at, it, I, at least, uh, maybe he has better appearances in Alice Comedies, but at least go to the Oswald shorts that have him. He's pretty fun there. Um, I've, I've watched those years ago, so, yeah. All right. All right, well, thank you all for listening, and until next time. Yeah, thank y'all thank so you. much for joining us. Thank you. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. so much fun editing this one day oh yeah it's a hot mess already <laughs>